0: I think the two holes really helped. That's what he said. Is that what he told
1: you? Well, he didn't tell me that. Uh No, that's just, you know, in general.
2: This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone.
1: What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community, host of All Things Testosterone. Uh, The TRT Community is primarily a Facebook group. We're a community of like-minded guys that just chat about the wins and losses associated with TRT. we have got a website, TestosteronePodcast.com, where you can find um, research studies, TRT supplies, a doctor search function, things like that. I um, want to give a quick shout-out to Matrix Hormones. They recently sponsored our Summer Transformation Challenge and sent some pretty impressive products out to some winners of that. Uh, and also to Let's Get Checked. They're a uh, order online, get a box with some needles and a vial, stab yourself in the finger, fill it up, send it off, and get some lab results type company. Let'sgetchecked.com. Check them out. Uh, today I'm here with my good friend Mikey. What's up, man? What's up? You scared? No. They're going to go easy on you. It'll yeah. be great. Hope so. So I met Mikey, gosh, how long? Like, I don't know, a couple months ago? Yeah. Maybe three two beginning of the summer i think yeah yeah we became best friends we're best friends right best buds best buds uh i thought we were best buds for life last night when y'all were talking about you know some people come into your life for a short period of time and some people are best friends for life and i was like maybe we're best friends for life but then y'all put us on opposite teams for the the game challenge and now we're
0: so we're not showing preference
1: well sure but now we're going to be mortal enemies soon i'm sure (laughs) uh tell us a little bit about you um like your interest in DRT in and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, uh, so I've had questions about testosterone for a while, just about my levels. Um, I've always had a lot of energy, and whenever I started this job that I'm on, um, I am a elevator mechanic. Um, but initially, I had a lot of energy. I was good, and then maybe a year and a half into it, I started falling asleep on the way to work um, falling asleep on the way home, having very low energy, very low drive. Um, and I thought it was just because it was a such a manual job, manual labor job. But, uh, I did get checked a couple of, uh, I think it's about two years now, two years ago. And it was, uh, my numbers were like 200 something, maybe 250. Yeah, And so, uh, that really started to concern me. So I started, doing a little bit of research, haven't done a whole lot, but
1: your doctor probably said you're normal, right?
0: Uh, she said I was on the low end of the spectrum, but yeah. she said I was still in yeah, like within range. So, which was crazy to me.
1: Yep. So I heard that story from you and thought, you know, that's, that's what I hear every day. You know, that's what, that's why I started this group, this Facebook group. And, and that's the problem the, the first hurdle, I guess that, that I see is that, When I first went in, I was 377, and I went in there, and to even get a test, the doctor was like, I'm not testing your testosterone. Look at your beard. There's no way. And I'm like, come on, man, you know? So, yeah, when they did test me, I was 377, and they said, oh, you're in the the normal range, but they didn't test my free testosterone. They didn't test anything else. It was just Mm -hmm. like this one total testosterone number, which, by the way, is almost useless by itself. It means nothing. Mm. Yeah, so... I thought you're the only one that I know that's got a deeper voice than me so why not chat about this on the <laughs> podcast and and see how it shakes out.
0: Yes.
1: Um so what we're going to do today Mikey's got some questions for me. We're going to kind of go over uh, I love doing these like TRT 101 type episodes, you know, where it's mm-hmm. it's entry level questions. Love answering those. People tons of people have the same questions mm-hmm. and I was telling Kayla earlier that I've never addressed any of these questions that you have for me. Awesome. And I was just shocked. Yeah. He, I said, he came up with a whole list of questions and it wasn't the same. Well, the negative effects I've talked about that, but okay. all the other stuff, um, I said, he came up with these, this list of questions. That's just, it's new, you know, it's not something yeah. I've seen a thousand times. So I'm excited to talk about it. And then after that, we're going to stab you in the finger, drain out all your blood, send then off to England and see what your levels say. Let's do it. Cool. So, Oh, first, I wanted to tell you, so so we've been looking for a car. Okay. And we found this Kia, and I told you, and was the one that y'all were going to ride out with us and, and look at or pick up or whatever. Yeah. So we went and looked at it, and it was leaking oil, and I said, I, you know, it looks like a rear main seal to me, but the engine's sideways in these foreign cars and, you know, whatever. So the mechanic yeah. was like, well, yeah, okay, we'll take a look at it. So we looked at it. Sure enough, it was a rear main seal, so they replaced it. We went out and looked at it. Amazing. I've never looked at a car for longer or more thoroughly or I mean, I was just like, this is this is a clean car. Yeah. So we bought it. We drove it home about forty-five miles, ran like a champion, just like a top. Parked it in the driveway. Kayla I went to the office the next day, so Kayla got in it to take the kids to school okay. and in the school pickup line toast what? just blew the engine just oh absolute gosh. demolished metal on metal it sounded like a garbage truck you know when it's wow. like crunching down all the trash
2: yeah
1: and um so she called me and i was like well crap you know leilani came and picked her up whatever she got home and then i went and looked at it i left work early and went and looked at it and and hit the you know, it's a push button start so i hit that button and it was horrific oh, i've man. i've blown motors before and i've never heard one that sounded this bad yeah so that's where we were at with that and then um Luckily, I called the guy and, or Facebook messaged the guy and I was like, hey, it's been like 12 hours since we bought this car. You know, he's a shop owner, an mm-hmm. auto shop. So he was willing to do something. We didn't know what the something would be, but he's like, we, we're we going to make this right. 12 mm-hmm. hours and 50, you know, 50 miles is crazy. We'll, yeah. we'll do something. So he called, uh, he had put a new engine in it a few months ago and um, he called the main or the the company LKQ and was like, Hey, this is what's happened. And I just got off the phone with him before you got here. They're going to warranty it and nice. they're going to, yeah. So yeah, problem awesome. is they don't have an engine and it took him six months to, f- for them to find this it's one. It's going to take a while. Cause it's that 2.0 turbo model. It's yeah. the one that's in the Optima and the Sportage, mm-hmm. but it's going to, yeah, they're going yeah. <laughs> to, I guess they're going to pay for it or he's going <laughs> to buy the car back from us or they'll issue a refund. But we've kind of been waiting in limbo after uh 12 hours of owning a car 11 and a half of which we were sleeping and then just absolutely demolishing that engine i've never i mean i've never seen a car run so good one day and just be absolute toast the next day yeah that's wild i don't know what what caused it either (laughs) but it just lost all oil pressure yeah i don't know where
0: yeah these motors they're like i told you i have a kia Uh and they replaced that and these motors that they're kind of terrible
1: so i just they're either great or awful from what from what i've read and they had recalls on this particular engine but you know i did the the vin search Mm -hmm. i searched the vin of the the car and i searched the vin of the donor engine car and neither Mm -hmm. one of them were on the list so i thought man i'm doing research you know i'm good to go and for it you know it's got 100,000 miles on it Come on. You know, right. I didn't expect it to just just absolutely die like that. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into your uh your TRT questions. Let's go.
0: So, my first question, uh with that whole deal of being tired, falling asleep all the time or like as soon as I sit down my eyes start to close. Um, I've drank a lot of caffeine, uh energy drinks, uh the caffeine shots, all those things. So, one of the main things was, does caffeine affect testosterone?
1: So it does. And okay. um, first I want to say, how old are you, 30? 30, yeah. So when I turned exactly 30, it was like somebody flipped a light switch, and it was the exact same symptom. It mm-hmm. was, I have to take a nap when I get home from work. I, I just I can't finish the day without going to sleep. Yeah. Um, I, too, drink a lot of caffeine. But what I have found, in fact, there are research studies on pubmed.gov. I don't know if you ever, I know you research this a lot, but I, I like to gravitate towards the research studies and they're kind of hard to understand, but there's like a summary at the end. Mm-hmm. There are studies out there that, um, in fact, this one that I read today was 24 rugby players ingested caffeine, various amounts, and measured their testosterone levels. And the results indicated that they increased with caffeine which is not what i expected to find i thought it was going to decrease for sure but caffeine actually increases testosterone nice um so what they did though is they they took the caffeine and then they lifted weights so lifting weights alone increases testosterone um but Obviously, it was a controlled study, so they they had some lifting without caffeine, some lifting on oh, caffeine, okay. and it the with caffeine was like six percent higher that it was. Their testosterone was elevated afterward. Mm-hmm. But there's there's some some studies out there that will uh, kind of oppose that, you know, that indicate that it does lower it. But I thought this one was interesting, so yeah. I'm going to say yes, and it makes sense now because when you take that pre workout, and that's. That's what you're doing, right? You're yeah. taking caffeine. Yeah. 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 And um, so what it won't affect, what it won't have an effect on is exogenous testosterone. If you're injecting testosterone, then caffeine shouldn't because it's not, it's not your body producing mm-hmm. it. So there's no, there's no back channel of hormones there for it to manipulate. It's just like, you're going to have whatever I tell you to have, whatever I jab into you. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. What do you yeah. got next?
0: That was uh... a... <laughs> Something that my wife will not be happy to hear. She hates that I drink these <laughs> energy
1: well, drinks. I mean, there there's probably a thousand other reasons why they're bad for you. Oh yeah, sure. But uh, as far as like working out and testosterone, according to science, they're uh, they're going to raise your T levels. There you go, babe. Science.
0: <laughs> um, so the next one,
1: uh, how
0: will or how may TRT affect my sex drive?
1: So that. That was an interesting question to me. And the most appropriate answer is I have no idea. So for me, and and I think that we're similar, Mm -hmm. when I started TRT, low libido was not one of my symptoms. Mm -hmm. Um, It is most men's primary symptom. Um, I'd say probably 85% of the guys that I've talked to that's why they started looking into it. Well, I'm just not as interested in sex as I used to be mm-hmm. um, there. There's not really good research out there because it's kind of a subjective thing, you know, I mean, I guess you could shoot up some mice and see how frisky they get or something. <laughs> but so what I did was I pulled the TRT community Facebook group cool. and said, you know, um, of, of you that had high libidos before TRT, what has TRT done? And I just three answers or two answers, and then somebody added one. I said it's increased, it's remained the same, or and then somebody added it's gotten lower. Mm. So fifty-four percent say that it's increased, and forty percent say that it remained the same. And then six percent said it it has actually gotten lower. Mm. So what I would say to that is that the six percent that say it's gotten lower are probably not dialed in in their TRT protocol. Mm-hmm. They've probably got something out of whack. And if they spent some time with their doctor and really dialed things in, they would either elevate it or remain the same because mm-hmm. there's no reason for it to be lower. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, you ask from like a concerned standpoint and you don't want it to affect your marriage. Yeah. And that's a real, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens. I see, we see that in the group all the time. Yeah. Hey, I can't get enough. My wife, my wife's getting tired of it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think that there are naturally men probably, you probably have a higher sex drive without TRT than your wife. Mm-hmm. And I think that the same practices that you put into place now um, with, I guess, surrounding patients with that, you know, would still be in play. Yeah. But I wouldn't expect you to go from like, uh, an eight to a 25 on a scale of one to 10, you know, maybe yeah. you go from an eight to an eight and a half. I don't know that, that I even believe the 54% that say that it's increased. I don't know that I believe that they were already high libido guys to begin with mm. because mine, I don't think mine's changed. Not noticeably. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So to use a very scientific term, uh, I'm a horned up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, but like, I think for me, the only thing that has changed since feeling this drop off in energy has been my energy level whenever mm-hmm. it's it's time like it's not that i don't want to i want to it's just that i'm so tired that it's like i don't really have yeah. the effort to put forth to do this right. yeah. um but the desire has always been there so mm-hmm. yeah
1: but you fight through that yeah so yeah. i think that's the difference between one of well there's lots of differences between men and women <laughs> but like i'm the same way and i'm exhausted mentally physically i don't have the energy for it but damn it i'm going to yep. you know it i i've i will find that energy whereas women are like oh i'm tired and then they leave it there mm-hmm. um but that yeah that i guess that's that's gotten better for me i, I don't find myself in times where i have to like hype myself up. Is it really worth it? Do I want to go through it? It's just like, I'm ready whenever I'm, I'm here, you know, it's always worth it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Are there any negative effects of TRT, um, specifically, uh, hair loss, uh, hair growth in certain areas, acne, um, anything else that you can think of?
1: Yes, yes. And yes, um, hair loss. So it's, it's asked all the time in the TRT community, uh, specifically about hair loss, and absolutely it can exacerbate male pattern baldness. Okay. Um, if you are already losing your hair, you very well could lose your hair faster. Mm-hmm. If you are not already losing your hair and that's not in the cards for you, it's not going to affect your hair. Mm-hmm. There are other uh, medications, and what you'll find is that starting TRT could lead to depending on your doctor could lead to a cascade effect of many other medications that you have to start some guys have to get on blood pressure medications some guys have to take aromatase inhibitor uh, to control their estrogen levels some guys have to take and i can't remember exactly what it is off the top of my head but there are medications specifically for hair loss that some guys are on Mm -hmm. if you have a good doctor and you're willing to do the research and you're willing to take the time and write stuff down and remember your protocol and, you know, like kind of dial yourself in. Mm-hmm. That stuff is not typically necessary. Mm-hmm. The hair, the hair may be. I mean, if if you're going to lose your hair, you're going to lose your hair. Yeah. Um, but even, I mean, yeah, acne is a real thing. Um, that's something that's my number one um, TRT symptom and something that I struggle. I mean, I've been on it for close to 10 years and Mm -hmm. i still struggle with acne and i don't have it you know like all over my back and stuff what you see on my face is kind of what you get but it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time to keep it minimized for me Mm -hmm. um some of the other or negative effects could be elevated uh hematocrit and hemoglobin so essentially your blood gets thicker and that's why people think about or talk about strokes and blood clots and risks Mm -hmm. of those things Mm -hmm. but again um There are ways to combat that more frequent uh, smaller injections is one way Mm. Um, donating blood I donate blood um, four or five times a year. That's another way to keep it thinned out to reduce those risks. Um, It will exacerbate sleep apnea. So if you've got it, it's going to make it a little worse. But if you've got it, even mild, mildly, you need to be on a CPAP machine anyway, and mm-hmm. then it's just a, a simple adjustment to kick that up a notch, you know. Yeah. Um, elevated estrogen, estradiol numbers can increase, but again, like I said, that's something that, with the right doctor, you just manipulate your protocol and your dosing to where you don't have to be reliant on those uh, anti-estrogen type medications that'll knock that down. Those are. The aromatase inhibitors that they prescribe people are they're they're intended for like female breast cancer patients. Mm. So I've seen uh, many guys before that are prescribed three or four milligrams a week of that. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of medication that really requires like a quarter of a milligram every couple of weeks. So they can be really dangerous um, specifically for your heart. But it's just one of those things that ignorant doctors give give it a the TRT a bad name because mm-hmm. you don't typically need them if you do it right, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's all I came up with. I'm sure there's some smaller ones, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know, it's one of those things that getting on TRT was one of the best things I've ever done, but it's also been some of the most work I've ever done. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things to pay attention to, a lot of things to remember, and a lot of things to consider to kind of manipulate and dial yourself Mm -hmm. in. And it's always changing. You know, there's always something to learn or something to change in your protocol.
0: Yeah. 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 I did hear about the giving blood. Uh, I have maybe three or four guys that I work with that are on TRT Mm -hmm. and they, I think they give blood like every six weeks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But just to, they, I think they go through some clinic. Mm-hmm. And that's what they recommend is every six weeks.
1: Yep, And you feel great afterwards. Yeah. You know, when your blood gets thicker, you kind of get short of breath, you get headaches and stuff like that. You donate blood and it, you just it's like a weight has been lifted off of your chest. It feels okay. really good. Yeah.
0: Um, so uh, if I start TRT and decide that it's not for me, can I stop treatment? And will my body continue to naturally produce testosterone after I stop?
1: Yes. And probably. Okay. So you can't. So and that's TRT gets this bad rap. And it's like, once you start, you're on it for life. Mm-hmm. Really, what you should say is once you if you needed it, once you start and dial yourself in, you will want to be on it for life. Mm-hmm. And all of the negative side effects that we've talked about are uh, put you more healthy than you were with low testosterone. With low testosterone, you're more susceptible to heart disease and heart attack and strokes and that kind of thing than you are on it. Mm -hmm. But occasionally it comes up where somebody, for whatever reason, wants to or maybe twice have I seen someone that had to actually stop, Mm -hmm. um, but they want to stop. And it's not my job to talk them out of stopping, but I have walked them through that. It's, it's an HPTA restart protocol is what it is. So as soon as you start injecting testosterone, your body stops producing testosterone. So if you want to stop testosterone, you have to jumpstart your HPTA so that it starts making its own testosterone. And I've got actually on the website, I did a blog probably a couple years ago where uh, I talk about some of the common protocols to restart it you can do it with things like uh, hcg and clomid those are medications that you can take you know in certain doses doses for certain amounts of time and that will jump start your your testosterone but Mm -hmm. you're just going to end up deficient you know like if you were low before you're going to be low after you do that Mm -hmm. so it's not like you can be low get on trt and then stop and be normal if you're low you're low Mm -hmm.
0: that was really a concern uh was if if I did do this, would, and like, and I didn't like it, or if it really affected that whole sex drive thing, and that was just, uh, that was a big concern for me and my wife, but
1: uh, would it be horrible if I stopped? No, and so I have stopped, Um, gosh, how long ago? Probably six years ago, seven, mm-hmm. oh, seven years ago. I stopped two or three years in, stopped and did no restart protocol at all and ended up restarting my own again i was still low because i was low before but mm-hmm. it you know it will restart on its own it just takes it can take a while okay. mine i didn't i mean i felt like crap for maybe two months and then kind of felt like less crap because i was still low but it had started producing its own mm-hmm. okay. so no it's it's definitely possible to stop yeah cool good
0: no um So, uh, my last question was, does porn affect testosterone? And I asked this because, uh, for me, since I was, uh, probably nine years old, this is going to get kind of deep, but, uh, I was introduced to porn at around nine years old. And that was really something that, that took hold in my life. Mm -hmm. And up until about six years ago now, um, it it really was an addiction for me yeah um and so six years ago uh, i stopped uh stopped watching porn stopped um you know got control of my addiction and um, yeah, so sometimes I even wonder if um if my addiction to porn and the amount of times that uh you know I would watch porn did that have an effect on my testosterone did that cause
1: when you were me? young yeah. or yeah so yeah. um yeah it affected your testosterone first of all i want to say that what you're describing i feel like 99% of men not to like take my intention here is not to take remove the the addiction or the like the the level from you but mm-hmm. rather to say We all need to do that, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, that is something that, um, and you and I talked, and I want to get more into later about the effects on your brain from porn. Mm -hmm. But specifically on testosterone, yeah, it affects it. And there are also research studies out there that show that watching pornography increases your testosterone. Mm -hmm. That's not the result I expected, Mm -hmm. but increases your T-levels by up to 35%. Wow. But... Um, an orgasm lowers your testosterone. So, you know, when, when you're talking about watching porn, I'm assuming that you're talking about masturbating, right? So like, like you'd, you'd peak and then you'd lower it. And in fact, it's kind of common, uh, if a guy is trying to manipulate his doctor or manipulate his numbers, you know, a common answer will be, well, just jerk off four times before you do your labs and your numbers will be lower. And that's true. Mm-hmm. But specifically just watching porn, it actually increases your testosterone by 30, up to 35%. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge jump. And abstaining from orgasm over the course of seven days will peak or yeah, will peak your testosterone numbers too. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I've heard people in sports Yeah. Boxing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, It's I mean, research shows that it's it's accurate. Yeah. Is that all your questions? Yeah. That was all I had. Good. Let's stab you. Let's do it. I've done this. I've done this once before. I probably should have gotten some paper towels, but I didn't. Um, (laughs) I've done this once before and it I videoed it. And so it's not going to translate as well. But what we've got here is a let's get checked dot com lab kit. Um, It's there fanciest kit they were kind enough to send us just so that we could bleed mikey out awesome so we'll ship it off to them and then get the results back and talk about them we'll talk about them on the show cool so what is it what do you got here you got a little a little baggie yeah. a couple of vial a bunch of finger stabbers yeah got some
0: swabs
1: and yeah a couple of vials some instructions. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be able to do this yourself? I don't know. I can't do it. I'm not I'm not capable of stabbing someone. <laughs> I can't do it to myself. I can't do it to someone else.
0: Yeah. I uh I'm not like that whole stereotypical I'm not going to read instructions type of guy. <laughs> I feel like I have to read instructions.
1: Yeah. So the the last time I did this on the show it did not go very well. Okay. And if you see there, they, they gave you four, um, I can't remember what they're called, lancets maybe? Four of the needle thingies, you yeah. know? Lancets. Yeah, well, we had to use all four of them and probably more to uh. get enough blood out of out of my friend Kevin. So uh it didn't go well according to me because I I don't want my finger stabbed four times. But I wanted to leave this for this show so that you could be on air right now like – Figuring it out from start to finish so everyone had a decent idea of what to expect.
0: Open the sample tube. Remove the cap from the sample tube and take out the sponge.
1: I don't remember there being a sponge last time.
0: Place sponge in mouth without chewing.
1: What? What?
0: Oh, this is a saliva sample collection.
1: Oh, do you want to do that one?
0: I was kind of excited about getting bloody.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, even better.
0: Yeah, okay. So here's the the blood sample collection. Uh, that's why I was saying not to eat or drink anything. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Collecting the blood sample after a shower or running your hand under warm water is helpful as warm hands will make it easier to collect your sample. Select the finger, open the blood collection tube, and position it so that it will be easy to collect your sample. So I guess that's this smaller tube.
1: Oh, good. I was thinking you were going to have to fill this giant thing. It's like the size of a (laughs) finger.
0: Yeah. I need a bigger needle for that one. (laughs) It says to wipe away the first drop of blood. Wipe away. Ensure your hand and arm are angled downwards. Firmly massage your hand and finger. See how deep this is going to be? Okay.
1: Is there a line on there? Yeah. Pretty full. (laughs) this is making me nervous
0: yeah i didn't realize how much that was going (laughs) to (laughs) be
1: so i'm i'm actually pretty scared of needles and that sounds ridiculous coming from a guy that's got like a lot of tattoos and that does you know on average i don't know seven to twelve injections on himself every single week yeah but um this you know a, a needle in my vein is gross and this specifically the The um, abrupt poke I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Uh, So much so that whenever, you know, they do this to you before you donate blood. And I have to say, hey, will you check my heart rate now before you stab me in my finger? Because I'm going to skyrocket when you're done and you're going to say it's too, you know, my heart rate's too high to donate blood. Yeah. So they will. They'll check it and then they'll stab me. (laughs) But I'm getting nervous for you over here. Here we go. You've selected the finger. Yep. It's warm. You're massaging it. Rubbing it. <laughs> Making it
0: warm. Uh, it says to squeeze it. I'm not sure exactly.
1: Just going for it. You don't even care. There it goes. Did it. Okay. Wipe the first droplet. Is it bleeding? Got a little That's bit. nothing. That's a little. not enough. That's to angle your hand down. You can stand up if it's easier. Yeah, I might stand yeah. up. I'm going
0: to get this from the top down. Start from the bicep and just yeah.
1: rub this blood down. So I can, I can tell you with with a reasonable degree of certainty, if you're not dripping blood already, you're going to have to do it again. Okay. He's shaking out his arm.
0: Yeah. Maybe I should have went for a jog to get some blood
1: going. <laughs> Nothing to it. You just don't even hesitate. you just right in the fatty part of your fingertip start start squeezing on it there you oh, go, there you got go. Two of them. <laughs> he's bleeding out of both holes go. now
0: kind of hard to control it now both yeah both holes bleeding.
1: <laughs> see even you know it looks like you're bleeding pretty good and well, how how high up is the line would you say it's half inch or more
0: i'd say that's about yeah, that's like almost two inches.
1: Yeah, so you know It's yeah, it, a lot. And this is the this was the problem we had last time is is trying to get that much blood. It's real work. But the blood hasn't even made it to the bottom of the nope. vial yet. It's just stuck to the sidewall. I wonder how fast it'd be with three holes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> More holes the better.
0: Oh, <laughs> ah, okay. There's a vial inside this tube. Oh, okay. So it's not. Yeah, that's a lot better.
1: So how what what percentage full are you right now? Um, let's I don't know.
0: What would you say like?
1: Where does it have to go?
0: 15%? I think it's supposed to go to that 500. Oh,
1: oh wow. Yeah, 15% sounds about right. Yeah. I am getting a lot more blood from my second hole. <laughs> that's good. This is going a lot better than it went last time. In fact, the last time I did this on my buddy Kevin, um, I say I, he did it all himself. He had to do four, maybe six or more lancet holes. Uh, He was a bass player in my band, and we were going right after the recording session to band practice. And, you know, bass players play with their fingers traditionally, and he ended up having to use three or four different fingers so then he showed up to practice with band-aids on three or four fingers and sore fingertips trying yeah. to play the bass it's a good time
0: it sounds like it would make it very difficult
1: and he didn't get enough to get the testing oh, done so we, we shipped it off and they said hey this is not enough blood but he's uh he's a little bitty guy and he was he's always you know he's so small he's always cold so he was too cold to drain the blood
0: yeah my hands are usually really hot.
1: Get sweaty hands.
0: <laughs> so it doesn't bother you to see blood, right?
1: No, not at all. Okay. It just, I don't, I don't see how you can just go right in for it, you know, and stab yourself like that. I've got, uh, I've got psoriasis, which is an autoimmune disorder. Mm. And I've had to take, uh, well... Back in the day, I had to do an injection every two weeks, and it. when I first started it, it was one of those auto-injector pins mm-hmm. where you just put it up against your skin and you click the button, kind of like an EpiPen, yeah. and I couldn't do it myself. Oh, in fact, there were times where I was left and, and had to do it myself and couldn't, and I would put it on my thigh and just couldn't. I mean, I would sit there for probably hours wow. and couldn't bring myself to click that button yeah. to the point to where I would I would try to... Bump the button up against the couch or something, you know. Like yeah. maybe if I can just do it on accident, <laughs> I can get it done. And and I just I couldn't. So I, you know, years later, I switched to uh, away from the auto injector, and I can inject myself no problem. I just can't click those those buttons like like those lancets have, and yeah. it's not. I can't can't do it. Or I can't inject someone else either.
0: I was gonna say maybe because that whole injecting the the testosterone i was a little nervous um i have buddies that say that they do it in their stomach Mm -hmm. yeah that's nuts
1: that's where i do it wow but i use an insulin syringe so you know it's uh i don't know how familiar you are with syringe gauges but it's like a 30 31 gauge needle and pretty thick no tiny tiny it's it's like this long tiny little needle and i mean i can't even compare it to anything it's it's very small yeah. um, some guys use a needle that you can look at and see inside of it so yeah. big you know yeah. and that's just it's not necessary it's so a yeah it's it's small injector <laughs> yeah i when i do mine in my stomach i mean nine times out of ten you don't feel anything at all okay Sometimes if you do like an intramuscular, like a deep into the muscle injection in your thigh or something, you'll hit a nerve and your leg will start twitching, you know, because you're an inch and a half, two inches deep. Yeah. But with the uh, subcutaneous injections like like what I do, it you're just a quarter of an inch in there. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I can say this, but I had a buddy that got some off the market stuff. Yeah. And uh, he... Gave it to another buddy that we work with, and they they do the, the butt cheek injections, uh-huh. and both of them, their butt cheeks swole up so big yeah, they yeah. couldn't sit down. I don't know if it was the, the product or the needle or what it was. It's probably the product. Yeah.
1: So, one of the, um like, that could technically happen with um, pharmacy-grade stuff, but uh-huh. it doesn't because, it, like... With pharmacy-grade stuff, it would be like a reaction to the carrier oil. Mm. They suspend the testosterone in like a sesame oil or cottonseed oil, something okay. like that. So sometimes sometimes you have a little bit of a redness, itchy area from that. Itchy butt. A little itchy butt.
0: I think the two holes really helped.
1: <laughs> That's what he said.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he told you?
1: <laughs> well, he didn't tell me that. Oh, okay. no. That's just, you know, in general. So I just towed that car um, from the school and went and rented a U Haul trailer for $46, by the way, which is, it was the simplest, easy, most easy to use trailer I've ever seen in my life. Um, Towed it from the school to uh, a friend, a family friend's shop here in Forney. And he looked at it and said, he looked at it for like 10 minutes and was like, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. So then I towed it back home, and then I returned the trailer. But now, then today, the, the guy I bought it from called, so now i got to go rent the trailer again tomorrow and take it back out to him, which is 40, 45 miles away. Yeah. Take it back out to him, and I presumably let it sit for months until we find an engine.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't even have thought to to rent the trailer. I would have just called a tow truck and paid like $500 to get it towed. Yeah.
1: In. So I actually I, – I said I rented the trailer the first time. I actually – did use a wrecker to take it from the school to his shop. Uh-huh. So so it would have been $125 to tow it from the school to my house, which is a mile. Yeah. But it was $60 to tow it from the school to the shop because they've got a discounted rate if you take it to the shop, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, "Well, take it to the shop because I know this guy and, you know, it it's easier." Yeah. So they did that and then I towed it home from there and then now I'll have to tow it back. But yeah, the guy that I bought it from was like, man, if it wasn't going to be $500 to have it towed, but it was, it was $46 to rent a trailer from U-Haul. Yeah. For 24 hours.
0: Yeah. Much better option.
1: Not everybody's got 950 foot pounds of torque <laughs> to, t- <laughs> to tow with though.
0: That's true. <laughs> yeah. I have a
1: Kia Sorento. <laughs> to tow with. You could probably probably tow a car with that.
0: A little (laughs) four-cylinder. Think you're there? Yeah. I made it a little bit over the line just to be... I really want these results. Yeah. Seal her up.
1: So this is going to be a pretty comprehensive... Not like incredibly comprehensive, but this is going to be more than probably what your doctor did. Cool. This is the male complete hormone. So they're going to test, um, and actually they probably should have done this in the morning in fasting, but they're going to do um, testosterone, prolactin, sex hormone, binding globulin, estradiol, and cortisol.
0: I was going to ask, what is that sex hormone binding globulin?
1: So basically, uh, that is what attaches itself to your testosterone Mm -hmm. and carries it around your body for various uses. So that's why the total testosterone number by itself is not beneficial because you could have a million total testosterone, but if 999,999 are bound up to that SHBG, your body can't use but one you know, so you got to have both numbers or you got to have a total and free. The free is how many, how many, how much is actually available, bioavailable testosterone. So Mm -hmm. that's the number that's more important. Okay. That's what you can use.
0: So if I have, like, let's say I have extremely high or extremely low, will that be able to tell you, talk to you about my libido or does that have anything to do with that? It can.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I would say that, it is the male sex organ, so it has more to do with libido than it would, say, like, erection quality. Okay. But, yeah, it can it can paint a good picture there. Yeah. But if you're, I mean, like me, I had on the low end of, testo- of total testosterone, very low free testosterone, and still was a horn dog. Was that the scientific term you used? Yeah. 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 So I was still that way. So it, it's not the whole picture, you know? Yeah. Okay. So you're you're all bled out. Um, bled I guess out. now we just put it in that baggie and put that label on it and send it out to England, and mm-hmm. that's that, right?
2: Yep.
1: Cool. Then I guess we're done here.
2: Yeah. Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT community.